Healing starts with you. You have to choose that you want to actually thrive in your life. And that starts with investing in yourself. I offer a four-week commitment to start your healing journey. Yes, this is a commitment. It's a commitment to yourself, to the life that you want to see become a reality and to a healthier way of living. It includes private coaching sessions with me. It requires you to do weekly homework tailored specifically to what you are going through in your journey and also access to my nine-week online course. If you're feeling like you're stuck in something you can't get out of, this is the first step towards happiness. Sign up today on my website in the links below. Let's talk about mental health. We talk about it extensively on this channel. It is a huge topic. It is a very important topic and it's something that we're not often taught about. We're not taught how to improve our mental health, how to have good, healthy mental health, how to take care of ourselves on an emotional level and on a mental level. So I want to give you six ways that you can start working on your mental health. If you feel like it's something that you perhaps are struggling with, if you're going through a difficult time, if you are going through a spiritual awakening, if you're just in this phase of life where you really want to start working on yourself and diving into self-development, these are going to be very key things that you can start practicing every day that will help to improve your ability to feel really healthy and good inside. So some of these things are gonna be very simple. They're gonna be things that we definitely know that we need to do and work on and practice. And other things are going to be probably new to you. And one of the first things I wanna talk about is feeding your mind. When people ask me, what's like the one thing that you've done that really has transformed or changed your life? For me, it was feeding my mind. And that meant listening to affirmations. That meant listening to motivational speakers. Um, Educational videos are absolutely amazing. Learning what are the signs of narcissism, learning about emotional abuse, all of those things are 100% necessary. Education will help you to have more knowledge, right? And so that will help you to make better decisions in life, but it's not going to help entirely. Feeding your mind is about feeding your mind with positive and healthy self-talk. So if you're at a place, which most people are at their life, where they realize, okay, I don't really have the best inner dialogue, and we won't get into programming and trauma and abuse and things that you've been through that have probably created this dysfunctional tape. At the end of the day, a lot of it also is just you unknowingly, habitually listening to that voice over and over again, repeating those fear thoughts, those insecure thoughts, which have even more so made your self-talk really toxic and unhealthy. So it's not always so much the people around us or our parents or society. We also have to take responsibility for the fact that we're actually replaying the tape over and over again. So feeding your mind is crucial because if you do not do that, then you are at the mercy of the outside world, whether that's family or friends, them giving you their thoughts and opinions, which is basically just their way of thinking, their beliefs based on where they are spiritually, mentally, you know, energetically. And so society's views on, you know, what society thinks is acceptable or not acceptable or whether or not I feel like I can do this or accomplish this. So all of that is going to take hold of you unless you learn how to not only guard your mind, which is essentially being aware that, okay, this is my mother's false beliefs that she has or the fears that she has, but I don't want those to be mine. That takes a lot of self-awareness and mindfulness in order to discern between what's my thought and what do I believe or what do I want to believe versus what someone else is believing. So you have to be kind of like 
aware that all of that stuff is coming in. If you're not aware, then you're gonna watch the news, you're going to hear a fearful story, you're gonna take on someone's opinions as if they're your own or as if they're actually true. And so you're going to let all these external things dictate how you feel and what you actually accomplish in your life. The next thing is very simple, feed your body. It is ignorant to believe or to think that what you consume does not affect you. It will affect you physically and it does affect you mentally. So understanding that, understanding that, and this is not about like, okay, let's give up sugar, let's go vegan, let's go this or whatever. You can do whatever you want, but it is about finding balance and it is about nurturing your body with the things that it needs and not just always indulging. Now let's talk about how our minds work. I think this is huge. You have to understand how your mind works. And when you, when I really started learning about this and understanding it, it actually made sense. And I wasn't, I was no longer at the mercy of my mind and the thoughts that it was creating. So I had to understand about trauma. I had to understand about how things stay with you. And I had to learn the process of healing that stuff, of reprogramming that stuff. I had to learn about repetition. I had to learn about, um, just those emotional triggers that were happening inside of me. I had to understand that it was my job to not control this because that's impossible, but it is my job to be aware of the story that's popping up, understand where the story's coming from, give myself the validation, give myself some soothing, give myself um, the ability to detach from that story so I could actually help myself. If you can't learn, if you don't learn the process of detachment from stories that are negative, ne excuse me, negative, toxic, unhealthy, then you're going to feed them. You're going to feed them unknowingly. And when you feed them, you're going to go down rabbit holes. That's why you're going to therapy and you might feel a little bit better after you leave, but nothing's really changing. And that's because the, the skills and the practice that you should be doing, nothing's actually getting done. There's no practice. There's no awareness. There's no detachment. There's no learning how to self-soothe. There's no learning how to start validating myself. There's no like mini practices that you're actually doing from week to week where you're starting to see progress being made. Guys, before we continue on with this week's episode, She Podcast Live will be taking place in Washington, D.C. from October 11th through the 14th, 2022 at the MGM National Harbor. This event is the world's largest gathering of women podcasters and is perfect for audio content creators, storytellers, and more. Attendees can expect to learn from female identifying only podcast editors, social media marketers, authors, podcast hosts, and more during this four-day event. In fact, She Podcasts Live is committed to bringing a diverse and exclusive lineup of speakers with a team working hard to give you a lineup of 50% WOC women of color, LGBTQIA+, or both, they are also highlighting industry experts as well as leaders so attendees can get an inside look at what it's like being on top. She Podcast Live is a great opportunity for all levels of podcasters. Register now and join us in DC this October. You can check us out at shepodcastlive.com. You can also use coupon code HST at checkout for $50 off your ticket. 
understand how your mind works really means, okay, well, what's the difference between my conscious mind and my subconscious mind? Understanding how everything is stored back here. Everything from childhood, my trauma, my past, it lives here. And when it starts to come up and it interrupts my life, whether that's emotional triggers or your emotional wounds coming up and how it affects you and how it influences who you are today, who you are today is just because of what's back here. So understanding that, understanding how to kind of like clean house and reprogram it. And it doesn't mean that it's going to go away forever and nothing's ever, no bad things are ever going to come up. There are just some scars that you have that will stay with you forever. I have a scar on my leg that I had when I was eight years old that I got when I was eight years old and it's still there. It's, it's remnants. It's, you know, it's not as predominant as it was when it first happened, but it's definitely still there. And I remember what happened that caused that scar. That's just a part of being human. We're filled with those types of scars, but making sure that they don't still bleed, that they aren't as predominant as they were day one, that they don't control our lives, that they don't dictate our future, that's mental health, that's healing, that's reprogramming, that's taking care of yourself. And the only way to do it is to do the little stuff every single day that when that trauma comes up, that when that wound comes up, that you know how to handle it. The biggest thing when people say, well, how do I heal a trauma? Well, first off, I wish it was just as easy as flipping a switch, but it's not. But it is about being aware of where's that wound? Where's that insecurity? Where's that, that voice, that story that's being created that says like, you're not good enough, or I feel hopeless and this is never gonna get better. You don't always have to understand where that story is coming from, but you do have to stop it in its tracks and start reprogramming it. Meaning you can't, a, th a thought will never go away unless you start replacing it with a new thought, i.e. affirmations, i.e. feeding your mind. So until you can recognize those toxic negative thoughts and not just push them aside that we're suppressing them, but push them over here because I'm not gonna feed it. I just wanna see it. I don't wanna feed it. I just wanna acknowledge that it's there. And I also want to acknowledge that it's not real that I want to also acknowledge that the only reason why I feel like it's real is because I've fed it and engaged with it for so long. When I talk about repetition, when I talk about self-parenting, really what I'm trying to teach you guys is that it's not about believing these great and positive thoughts that you're now you know, telling yourself, but it is about doing repetition, doing it over and over, because eventually you will start to believe those thoughts. So if the thought is, you know, I'm not enough, I'm never gonna meet someone, let's just use that thought for example. If that's a thought that always comes up, now I'm gonna start being super aware when that thought shows up. And when I see it, even though I still believe it, I'm going to put it on a shelf and I'm gonna start replacing it with different thoughts. No, I am gonna meet that person. No, it is gonna happen for me. No, I do deserve it. So the more I keep doing this, eventually I will believe this and this will no longer be my truth. But in order to do that, you have to be consistent that when this thought comes up, I'm going to constantly get on that because I want to reprogram that story. The next thing, it's kind of like feeding your body, physical exercise. I mean, let's keep it real. These are facts. These are not fluffy. I know I should probably do it. It is facts. And physical exercise doesn't mean I have to go do CrossFit seven days a week, but it does mean 
that I need physical exercise. So whether that's getting outside, getting fresh air and going gardening or going for a walk around the block or just walking around my house or it's, it's just about movement it will make you actually feel good. It releases stress because here's the thing, life's stressful. Life doesn't always flow in the way we want it to. Life isn't every single day, oh my God, roses and sunshine. But it is about when life happens and it's not the best or things are not going the way you want them to go. How do you handle that? What do you do? And so learning how to take care of yourself mentally and, and, and being the adult in your own life. When I talk about self-parenting, it is about saying, you know what? I need to learn how to be a grown-up. Self-parenting is about learning how to be a grown-up. So for the most part, you all are adults that are watching this and yes, you go to work and you know that you need to take a shower and you know that you're hungry and that you need to eat, but there was a lot of other aspects of adulting that no one taught you and it was the emotional and it was going to be the mental stuff and this is it. This is the stuff that no one teaches you that you are supposed to learn that you have to start practicing so you can actually become the, the healthy adult versus always living through your childlike state. And most people live through their wounds, through their childlike state, where they feel hopeless, they feel like nothing's gonna change, they feel like they're not capable, um, they need someone to behave in this way in order for them to feel better. So when you start becoming healthy, it means that your adult self is growing and really taking charge of you, right? Taking care of you, that that inner child, which will always be there, isn't as predominant and isn't really running the show of your day-to-day -day life. It shows up from time to time where you feel worried and scared and insecure and nervous and, and all of those things, but it doesn't control you the way it does now. So the last thing is gonna be meditation. Meditation is huge. I remember years ago, someone saying to me, a friend of mine said, you know, you really, you need to start meditating. And I didn't understand what that meant. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> at all. And I don't know what the point is. Um, I don't know how to shut my mind off. And I didn't understand that meditation is not about shutting your mind off. It is a practice of self-awareness. So it is the awareness that I'm, I'm, for me, I look at it like when I practice, when I'm meditating, I am essentially honing in on the skill and getting really, really good at noticing a thought and deciding that we're not going there right now. Right now I'm meditating. Right now I'm listening to this guided meditation. Right now I'm listening to these affirmations. So it really helps with your ADD or ADHD. Um, I think it's ADD. But the point is, is that it's about, it's a tool that you can use that will help you to focus in on the fact that the story's coming up, the story's not real, and I'm going to detach from that story and just focus on this. And so it'll allow you to start really having really great self-awareness. It helps with concentration um, and it helps with decision-making. So it really works that muscle that needs to be worked in order for you to feel your best. Now with meditation, what you're really doing is you're really living in very, very small moments. So there's no multitasking, there's no distractions, like you're just left to your own devices of this. And so you're learning how to 
remain calm in situations. You're learning how to be in small moments where you can be mindful in those moments of what's going on, what's that inner conversation like right now. It teaches you how to slow down. When you slow down, you automatically just have more self-awareness. When you slow down, you have more control over yourself. When you slow down, you can actually see the stories versus just always feeding them.